Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, so this game was bittersweet, mostly bitter, because uh, we have to talk about the ugly loss that the New Jersey Devils dealt with against the Calgary Flames and how that can help us moving forward and my overall opinions on that matter. But the sweet side of things is that uh, Dougie Hamilton sort of got a reunion because he played against his uh, former team. And then Blake Coleman uh, made his triumphant return to the Prudential Center for the first time since being traded. They did a video tribute for him. So once again, it was great to see Blake Coleman back in the Prudential Center, albeit he's on the other side of the bench. But still, it's nice to see him uh, in the presence of so many Devils fans that loved and embraced him. But I'm going to have to put the sweet stuff uh, to the side and talk about the bitter stuff because the New Jersey Devils had an ugly loss against the Calgary Flames. They basically were out of it in period number one. And I got to talk about uh, fans not showing appreciation to not only uh, a certain player, but to the overall team, because I heard there was a lot of booing after period number one. And look, I get there's uh, frustrations. I get tempers are a little high and we expect a lot more from the New Jersey Devils. But come on, let's show some more class, especially with what we're dealing with right now. Anyway, I have a lot to say in this episode. So, you know, the drill buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer Trey Matthews, and it's currently 11.39 p.m. Eastern Time, October 26, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, the New Jersey Devils, they lost a stinker to the Calgary Flames. Now, they made it interesting towards the end. Unfortunately, it was just too little too late, uh, and Calgary basically had it in the bag after period number one, in my personal opinion. So if you missed the last episode, I told you guys my concerns for the New Jersey Devils. I said, look, I love that Lindy Ruff is going to switch things up and that he's not afraid to basically make adjustments accordingly. However, just going up against this Calgary Flames team, I I think we're just catching them at the wrong possible time. What I meant by that was that Calgary was kind of on a little bit of a win streak coming into this game. If you recall, the game that they played prior to playing us was the New York Rangers in which they came out victorious by a score of 5-1. to one. And then prior to that game on October 23rd, they played the Washington Capitals in which they took it to OT and beat them 4-3. to three. So I said those were my main concerns just because the fact that they're competing with the Washington Capitals, a team that we've struggled with the past year or so, and they took it into OT the fact that they beat the New York Rangers and the Rangers are ahead of us in the standings yeah maybe I was looking at it a little too deep but I was just looking saying okay they beat the Red Wings and uh you know their last loss came on October 18th against the Ducks so I'm just like okay I'm a little concerned uh in this matchup for the Devils just because we're not at full strength we're missing some key guys uh with what we have to throw out there I just don't think it'll be enough to neutralize the Flames and I, I was right because we lost 5-3 to three and if anybody watched that game you saw the first period was just a complete crap show for the New Jersey Devils. Now uh, going back to what I was saying saying that the Calgary Flames were kind of 
on a little bit of a hot streak well msg kind of confirmed my suspicion because they're actually leading the nhl in some defensive categories so coming into this game they had a 3.2 rush chances against which ranks first in the nhl they have a 1.2 rebound chances against that's fifth in the uh, nhl they have a 12.2 slot passes against that's fifth in the nhl and they are 70.8 dump in recoveries with exit that ranks fourth in the nhl so you see that they're tops in the nhl in some defensive categories and i was just like i just don't think the offense what we have especially without jack hughes especially without miles wood i just don't think we could compete with the calgary flames because if you uh listen to my episode a couple days ago back on saturday i said the reason we could beat the buffalo sabers it won't be the cleanest win but it'll be a win nonetheless was just because the buffalo sabers i felt like they haven't played much competition whereas the flames yes they lost to the ducks back in uh october 18th and they lost to the oilers by a score of uh five to two uh, on their first game of the season but i was just like the recent hot streak and the fact that they're uh tops in the nhl in some respective categories especially for defense i was just like okay i'm starting to have my concerns for the devils so you know like i said i was correct and you know we're gonna break down this game what went right what went wrong for the devils and overall i'll give my final opinion towards the end but the one thing that i respected lindy ruff for doing was that like i said he changed it up a bit he just wanted to see okay could this potentially work and here's what the lines were rolling with uh during warm-ups so uh, the first line was Quokin and Heizer and Sharon Govich. I talked about my opinions there. I said makes sense to pair Heizer with Quokin and Sharon Govich just to see if he could get them going because he's going to fill the role of what Jack Hughes was supposed to do. Because as we all know, Jack Hughes is still on the injured list. They have no update on his uh, recovery status. They just said he's doing better each and every day. So I think the New Jersey Devils are hiding something. We'll talk about that in a later episode. Then Mercer, Zaka, and Tatar. So. Uh, Mercer actually continues his hot streak of playing well uh, to begin his NHL career as he got a goal in this game and it was actually a pretty impressive goal but I love the setup that Dougie Hamilton did to Andreas Janssen and then Janssen passes it to Mercer and Mercer was able to go five holes so uh, I'll talk about that a little later and then Janssen, McLeod and Brat. like I said I think Brat being moved down to the bottom six was just a way to get him going and just maybe see if he could potentially lead our bottom six unit in terms of just scoring and making an impact because we know that Jesper Brat is a good two-way player however coming into this game he has put up nothing but zeros in the assists and goals category which obviously uh, results in zero points and I believe his plus minus was also uh, zero so wasn't really making much of an impact on the ice and maybe this is just a way to get him going and see what we could potentially get out of him I kind of like the move because you know what if, if he's just going to eat up space on the top six then we got to get him out of there especially with Tatar and Mercer doing so well and then you got Gearston, Gauthier, uh, VC and then uh, the defensive pairings were Smith and Hamilton, Graves and Severson, Siegenthaler and Subban and then the starting netminder was Nico Dawes. Now as some of you may have already known I was pretty big on Nico Dawes playing in the game against the Buffalo Sabres because he was able to have a great impact and I just respected Lindy Ruff for once again making adjustments accordingly because Scott Wedgwood didn't have the best outing against the Washington Capitals and I just said doing that against the Buffalo Sabres was a smart move just because uh, the Buffalo Sabres in my opinion still are not a good team they just haven't faced that 
tough of competition. So putting Nico Dawes in that sort of circumstance to begin his NHL career was actually a smart move from Lindy Ruff. And I, I guess I saw it coming that since he had a good outing against the Buffalo Sabres, maybe he could ride that, I guess, hot hand into uh, this matchup against the Calgary Flames. Because like I said, this was going to be a challenge for the New Jersey Devils. And it was a challenge that they just were not prepared for. They had a game strategy and they had a game plan. Unfortunately, the Calgary Flames, they just were 10 times better than what we anticipated. So I'm not going to say that the New Jersey Devils didn't come out uh, not wanting to play. They just unfortunately came out with the wrong strategy to neutralize the Flames. So uh, putting Nico Dawes in net was the smart move because, like I said, maybe his hot streak will carry over from his first career NHL game and maybe he could put up something. Unfortunately, he let up three goals and he had to be replaced by Scott Wedgwood before the first period was even over. And, you know, that that was also a smart move because you don't want to get into the kid's head and just basically say, oh, no, this is going to be a long night for him because three goals in one period? Yikes, not really a good look for the kid. But at the same time, I'm not going to place the whole burden on his shoulders because let's look at the first goal of the game for uh, the Calgary Flames, shall we? So what is Luch doing scoring an open breakaway like that? That's obviously a defensive lapse from the New Jersey Devils because you let the Calgary Flames pass the puck from basically their own defensive zone. They give it off to Lucic uh, right before he passes the blue line. Wide open lane to the net and he scores on Dawes. Like, th that cannot happen. Like, against the Calgary Flames, like I said, the challenge is that you got to try to neutralize them and you, you doing plays like that is not going to help your case. You let the Calgary Flames go off and running in period number one. And then uh, you let one of the hottest guys in the NHL right now, who is Andrew Mangiapane, score two goals in period number one. So, like I said, Mangiapane was someone I was a little concerned about uh, when the Devils had to face him in this game because he had two goals as well uh, against the New York Rangers in their last matchup. So, he's had two, two goals against the Rangers, two goals against the Devils, four goals in just two games. So that's one of the hottest guys in the NHL right now. Andrew Mangiapane just, I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. So, you know, um, I, I, so right before Mangiapane scored his um, second goal of the game in period number one, uh, the New Jersey Devils swapped out Nico Dawes with Scott Wedgwood and then uh, basically, the Devils let the Flames go into a two-on-one opportunity, and uh, Mangiapane elected to uh, shoot it by himself, and he was able to fool Scott Wedgwood with ease and just basically go right behind his back and, and score it. So, like I said, that, that stuff cannot happen if you're going against the Calgary Flames. And like I said, it's a valiant effort for the New Jersey Devils to try to come back late in the game and try to make it a competitive matchup once again because in period number three, towards the end, they were able to make it a 5-3 to three matchup. But some of the defensive lapses they had, like Lucic's uh, goal to make it a one nothing game or Mangiapane's uh, two-on-one opportunity and he electing to score it himself, stuff like that cannot happen. And like I said, I know we don't have the best goalies out there with Dawes and Wedgwood, but at the same time, I'm looking at the defense because I need the defense to step up and just, you know, assert themselves a little bit more because I talked about uh, this, I believe, in an episode last week in which I said that Graves and Hamilton, I'm looking at them to set the tone for the Devils just because, you know, with, with Blackwood being out, with Bernier being out, we need all hands on deck and we need the defensemen to actually be the best defensemen on the roster because what I mean by that is because there were a few times last year when I said that Mackenzie Blackwood and Scott Wedgwood were the best defensemen out there and they're just goalies. 
And like I said, uh, I'm glad that Nico Dawes had a good game against the Buffalo Sabres, but putting him against the Calgary Flames was just a too tall of an order for him, especially in his second career NHL game. And uh, But I guess Lindy Ruff didn't really have much choice because, you know, if you look at what Scott Wedgwood did against the, um, the Washington Capitals, it didn't go well in that matchup. And then you just hope that Nico Dawes continues to do what he did against the Buffalo Sabres and it just didn't work out so you know at the same time I know some people are frustrated with the goalie situation but you know sometimes we got to make the most out of it because I don't know when Bernier is coming back I don't know when Blackwood is coming back it could take some time and by the way uh, if you hadn't heard already Blackwood did get his uh, COVID vaccine uh, shot so he will be eligible to uh, play the entire season once he comes back from uh, his uh, heel recovery but like I said I don't know when that's going to be but Overall, for the New Jersey Devils, it was a very frustrating first period, and it's the those kind of periods that just puts us behind the eight ball and something that you cannot come back from. And now, uh, before we continue, I want to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from Bet Online. So we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season, and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our uh, friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs as well. So the second live read this morning comes from DirecTV. So does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phones, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream go to their website directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package okay so let's talk about the fans overall reaction from the first period that the devils kind of put on so needless to say a lot of devils fans were frustrated i was watching it on twitter i was basically just looking at the body languages from some of the fans in the arena when i was watching it on tv and i uh, read a tweet online saying that the fans actually booed the new jersey devils off the rink now normally i don't really want to defend the new jersey devils in this kind of case scenario because it was an ugly uh loss it wasn't really the best effort and overall you know like i said the calgary flames are good but i don't think we knew that they were that good now like i said i'm not trying to defend the new jersey Devils' style play from that game but here's what i am going to say look we cannot be booing our own team Uh, look i get it's the east coast i get we're diehard fans and i get that you know we take sports very seriously but at the same time let's put this into context shall we okay we're missing our two starting goalies we're missing uh, Mackenzie Blackwood and Jonathan Bernier. Remember, I said Jonathan Bernier was going to be an X factor this season because now Mackenzie Blackwood has some help, and now we have to rely on a third string two way goalie who is, you know, mediocre at best and is very streaky and wildly inconsistent. And then we got to rely on a rookie, Nico Dawes. And we still have a few players who are just trying to find the rhythm and just trying.
trying to find a way to fit in. And in the more recent episodes, I talked about P.K. Subban. I talked about Jesper Brat because I'm expecting more contribution from them because they have nothing but zeros on the board so far. So Jesper Brat, like I said, zeros throughout the first five games of the year. He has a plus minus of negative two. And then P.K. Subban, nothing but zeros across the board. He has a plus minus of negative four. Jonas Siegenthaler, I'm still looking for, you know, just the overall impact that we were used to seeing from him and just like I said we're, it's going to take some time and the thing about it is guys stop booing the New Jersey Devils off the rink like I told you guys I warned you in the last episode Calgary is on a hot streak I predicted that they would beat us four to one albeit I didn't think they would get those four goals that quick I thought the New Jersey Devils would put up a better effort but I said the game was not going to be pretty for the New Jersey Devils and I read the defensive stats at the top of the show in terms of what Calgary was coming into and I said they're on a bit of a hot streak right now so we got to deal with that and then you know um, if we're looking at it from a more broad perspective we're still missing Jack Hughes we're still missing Miles Wood and Jack Hughes and Miles Wood they put points on the board and they set the tempo you know Miles Wood sets the tempo for the bottom six Jack Hughes sets the tempo for the top six and we're still waiting for them and hopefully they'll come back sooner rather than later but in terms of just booing them off the rink after period number one come on guys this is our team they're trying to figure it out we're a much better team than last year in my opinion and we have some great uh, additions. So let's talk about some of the good for the New Jersey Devils, shall we? Let's talk about some of the impacts that they were able to make. So uh, first and foremost, I want to say that I think Jesper Brat is starting to just try to find his rhythm a little bit. What I mean by that is I saw this in period number three. He had a wraparound shot opportunity. Unfortunately, uh, he wasn't able to get it through the five hole and, you know, get a goal. But at the same time, those are the little things that I want to see from the New Jersey Devils in terms of just, you know, trying whatever it takes to make some sort of impact. And I think keeping Jesper Brat in the bottom six is the best case scenario temporarily for the New Jersey Devils unless, you know, he starts to just step up. So that's my uh, one thing that I want to look at. And then let's see the goal that Pavel Zaka was able to net to make it a four to one game and basically save face for the New Jersey Devils. So Vladar made a huge mistake. He went below the goal line to tip the puck over to one of his teammates. Unfortunately, uh, he saw Nico Heizer. I guess he freaked out a little bit and he turned the puck over and it went to Pavel Zaka. And Vladar is basically hustling to get back to his post and just try to make a save. Unfortunately for him, he was just a bit too slow. And then Zaka just had a wide open lane to shoot the puck and he let it fire. And that's a in-game empty netter if I've ever seen one. So like what, what I mean by that is the goalie is still on the rink and yet somehow, some way, the New Jersey Devils got the empty netter goal. Obviously, that doesn't count as an empty netter. That's not what an empty netter goal is, but it kind of looks like it because Vladar was basically hustling to get back to a post and it looks like he got there just a split second too late as Zaka just let the shot go and uh, Zaka was able to score later in the game as well. So the fact that I'm seeing this same contribution from Pavel Zaka that I saw last year, I think that's a good sign. So hopefully Zaka could continue uh, just uh, building on his game because in the first uh, five games of the year, he has four goals, one assist for a grand total of five points. So I'm telling you guys, Pavel Zaka is starting to come into full fruition. And a lot of people are saying, maybe we should trade him. Maybe we should see his value. That may be true. But at the same time, I think his value is still pretty good here in New Jersey. So I'm just saying, keep an eye out for Pavel Zaka because I'm expecting bigger things from him, especially since he's picking up right where he left off last season. And then let's look at uh, Dawson Mercer's goal. So I, I talked about it in the last episode. I basically said that 
the player I want to see step up for the New Jersey Devils was Dougie Hamilton because I just feel as though after he scored his first goal of the year against the Chicago Blackhawks, I feel as though Dougie Hamilton has kind of gone a little silent. But in this game, I, I, I pretty predicted that he would maybe get a goal he didn't get a goal he got two assists but you know overall I love the contribution that he was able to do so on Dawson Mercer's goal he was able to just quarterback the offense he passed it over to Janssen Janssen passes it over to his left sees Dawson Mercer and then uh, Mercer is able to go uh, five hole on Vladar and Vladar looked like he was angry about something like he had his helmet off he was talking to the referee I don't know uh, what what was going on there but he wasn't too happy with something but nonetheless uh, Dawson Mercer a great start to his NHL career and if he keeps this up then you know maybe that Calder Memorial Trophy that might not be um, impossible it, it won't be likely but it's not impossible so in five games played uh, Dawson Mercer has two goals two assists for a grand total of four points and I believe um October 27th. Yep, uh, today when this episode goes live, it'll be Dawson Mercer's birthday. So happy birthday to Dawson Mercer. And what a way to uh, celebrate. You got another goal to your NHL careers, and he's off to a very great start. So uh, congratulations to Dawson Mercer, and hopefully he has more life to live. And now uh, then Pavel Zaka was able to get another goal, and Mercer was able to get the assist on this time. And who also got the assist? Dougie Hamilton once again completely unintentional from Dougie Hamilton's end because he let the shot go from the point area looks like he was just trying to get it directly in past Vladar and there was absolute bedlam in front of the crease it just bobbled out in front and I think it went off Mercer's stick and then Zaka was able to just uh, tip it on in but like I said at least Hamilton is credited with an assist because I'm looking to see big contributions from Dougie Hamilton and the fact that he was able to get two assists against his former team I'm sure he has to feel good about that but I'm sure if you were to ask uh, Dougie Hamilton, he would much rather get the win and have no contribution whatsoever. But like I said, just the fact that he was able to just help in a little bit for the New Jersey Devils, I'm sure he has to feel good about that. And also, guys, it's worth mentioning that uh, on Pavel Zaka's goal to make it a 5-3 game, that was actually on a power play from the New Jersey Devils. And that was actually the first power play that the Calgary Flames led up during their road trip. So, you know, there's a positive takeaway right there. We uh, uh, got a power play goal against the Calgary Flames. And like I said, on their road trip, that's the first time they've ever given up a uh, power play during this recent stretch. So the fact that it came uh, from the New Jersey Devils, I'm sure they have to feel good about that. That's a takeaway right there. So overall, like I said, it wasn't the best game from the New Jersey Devils, especially after period number one. It was god-awful. But if we had um, maybe Mackenzie Blackwood or Jonathan Bernier, one of those guys starting in net, then you got Jack Hughes and also uh, Miles Wood. I, that game would have not gone the same. And also, as some of you might have already known, I'm being very patient with Ty Smith and him returning to play. Um, and, and I believe he was on the rink with Dougie Hamilton when uh, uh, Lucic got uh, the first goal of the game for the Calgary Flames. So that was a defensive lapse right there, if that was true. So, um, you know, like I said, just being a little extra cautious with um, uh, Ty Smith. Hopefully he, he gets uh, his footing underneath them and we'll see what happens. But overall, guys, you know, maybe the game wasn't the best game out there. But at the same time, I think I've seen the Devils play worse. Quite honestly, that uh, Washington Capitals game was worse in my eyes just based on the effort that was shown by the New Jersey Devils. Like I said, I don't think it was a lack of effort from the Devils part. They just weren't prepared to play this good of a team, especially with what Calgary's doing on the defensive end, especially what they're doing on the offensive end, and the fact that they're on, like, what, a three-game win streak? So, 
Uh, they, they, they just had their work cut out for them, and with the Devils not being at full strength, it was just going to be a tough matchup. So I'll, I'll give my final verdict uh, of this game in a second, but first I have to give you guys the third and final live read this morning, and it comes from our good friends at Rock auto.com so if you guys don't know what rockauto.com is let me explain it to you so with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com and home and in your pocket save time and money when using rock auto why choose to spend 30 percent 50 percent or even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years rockauto.com's prices are reliably low for every consumer they have everything you need from brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com so right before i started recording this episode i actually saw this interesting tweet and this person said that the main takeaways from this game was that the pavel zaka slander is over and dawson mercer is a dog and i would have to agree with them because i think pavel zaka is the real deal right now it's taken him a while but i think he's starting to coming to fruition of the player that we saw in the 2015 draft class is he ever going to be like Connor mcdavid jack eichel all those guys who were selected in the same uh class as him absolutely 100 percent no but at the same time let's respect our players okay they're here they're here uh, on a mission and overall uh you know i i have a lot of respect for pavel zaka i said it during the course of uh during the offseason and also towards the end of last season I think it's time to respect uh, Pavel Zaka a little bit more. Some of you clowned on me for it, but for the ones who clowned on me for it, I think you're starting to realize that Pavel Zaka is actually uh, a really good player right now. And then for the Dawson Mercer thing, Dawson Mercer is a dog. Like I said, the Calder Memorial Trophy, not likely, but it could potentially happen. And now let's compare the overall statistics between the Flames and the Devils, and I will grade the Devils on their performance from tonight's matchup. So shots on goal differential, 30 to 29 in favor of the New Jersey Devils. It's actually funny that the New Jersey Devils came out on top in that respective category because they only had four shots on goal in period number one, whereas the Calgary Flames had 10 shots on goal and had four goals to show for it. So you know that was a major talking point in Lindy Ruff's uh, locker room during the first intermission. And the New Jersey Devils were able to get more shots on goal in period number three. And it should come to no surprise that they were able to score two goals out of it and make it a competitive game, albeit uh, it was too late and the effort was valiant. But like I said, just you, you, you can't just trail behind the game the entire way and expect to make some sort of miraculous comeback. That doesn't happen too often, so you can't always bank on that. So face-off percentage, 52% to the Flames, 48% for the Devils. Power play opportunities, two to, out of three opportunities for the Flames, one for four opportunities for the Devils. Uh, hits 29 to 17 in favor of the Devils. So I would like the Devils to uh, lead the hits category in terms of asserting themselves and then win the game. But that didn't happen. And then we look at blocks 17 to 13 in favor of the Devils. I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're getting the hits. We're getting the blocks. Like, 
why can't we play better defense? And Nico Heizer had two blocks this game. Uh, P.K. Subban had three blocks this game. So, and Ty Smith had three blocks this game. So, you know, I'll give credit when credit is due. And uh, Gearson had four hits this game. That's why we have him out there. And overall, I'm just hoping uh, for the same type of effort throughout the entire season from those kind of players. Now, I just hope their stats can go up, with the exception of Nico Heizer, because I think Nico Heizer is, you know, on a much better pace compared to Subban and, and compared to Smith and uh, Gearston and all of them. But like I said, uh, in, in terms of just overall hits and uh, blocks, I would like to see that kind of effort from the New Jersey Devils every game in terms of leading those respective categories. But at the same time, I hope that could translate to wins sooner or later. But like I said, I'm looking from PK Subban. I'm looking at Jesper Brock. I'm looking for them to get a point on the board just to uh, basically make themselves more useful on the rank. And I think the same could be said for Jonas Siegenthaler, but I don't know what his stats are uh, off the top of my head. And now, uh, giveaways 15 to 8 in favor of the Devils. Well, I guess you don't want to be in favor in this category. So, too many turnovers once again for the New Jersey Devils. And, uh, like I said, just they, they came back late and they made it competitive, but uh, that first period was ugly and it was painful to see. And, but at the same time, I don't think it was based on lack of effort like it was in the Capitals game. I think it was just they weren't overall prepared for this good of a team. So, if I had to give the Devils a letter grade, I'm going to give it a D plus because I, I can't be generous this game. Four goals in, in period number one is unacceptable. Those defensive lapses aren't acceptable. Like I said, I didn't expect the Devils to win that game, but I expected a much better showing from them, if that makes sense. So for New Jersey, like, like I said, I think they can understand that was an ugly performance that was not the New Jersey Devils way of hockey yes they came back late but I would like to see the New Jersey Devils come back and try to win in early period number two not late third period when the game is pretty much out of reach and you're going to need some sort of miraculous uh, heroics in order to win the game so that's my personal opinion. So the letter grade for the New Jersey Devils is a D plus, And our next game will not come until Saturday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So we, we got some time to prepare for them. But they're dealing with some injuries. So uh, Chris Letang, he is um, out until November 4th uh, due to COVID-19 protocol. Cindy Crosby, uh, he hurt his uh, wrist. And he is expected to be out until October 28th. So hopefully that gets extended just a little bit because... Uh, when we play uh, the Penguins, that date is actually going to fall on the 30th. So, you know, I'll get an update on Sidney Crosby as soon as I can. And then Jeff Carter, uh, COVID-19 protocol is expected to be out at least until October 30th. So that might also be a game time decision. We'll see. But right now, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they're dealing with some injuries, uh, mainly due to COVID. So we'll see what happens. But I'm going to have to save that for a later episode. As for today, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. And hopefully in their next game, they don't let up four goals.